Episode 243, Part 1 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Woo! Yay. All right. Let's get into it, folks. <laughs> Here in Part 1, we catch up on everyone's week. Yeah. Ed and I discuss the uh, the opus that is Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Cage? <laughs> Cage, yeah. Oh. Um, I, Ed gives his review of Wonder Woman. I give my review of The Mummy. Yes. And... That kind of, and we also talk about the late great Adam West for a little bit. Yes. Again, um, just a touch base. Lost uh, an icon. Mm-hmm. It stings. It yeah, hurts. It really does. I mean, I just it it just boggles the mind when you read that. You're like, wow. Like, you just think he's going to go on forever. You know, like yeah. you know, like a little like I like I said that those early days of my youth. Yeah. You know, sitting there and watching TV. I mean, there are reruns, but. And when you only had four channels, it was the best television on earth, right. <laughs> like, you know, before cable, you know, <laughs> it's just, it, it just, it sucks. I, I, there's no real words to describe, like never met the man, you know, I was kind of hoping I would have so I can get my box set signed. Yeah. I was hoping that it, the, the opportunity would arise. Never did. Say la vie. Yeah. He said he was, he was, he was a very... Uh, cordial man to meet, like you know, one on one, you know, kind of thing. We we've had uh, me and and friend of the show Dave Sipon. We met him uh, one time, and it was uh, we were the first two in line. We, <laughs> we were like dying. We were like surprised that nobody was in line when we found out where the where the the uh, just sign off because it was a special area that they did. They didn't right. even put him in like a you know the table area with all the other stars. They had his own like spot because they figured it'd be packed. Yeah, and they I mean it literally was when we got there. We were the first two seats in the in the uh, auditorium when we went and. When we went up to him, we you know he shook our hand. How you doing? You know I loved you. You know I, I love I loved you. And in, in even now as as a uh, Marin West, you know, and he loved that you know kind of thing. And and then we went to his Q and A, and he was just you know he's like I saw Batman last night. <laughs> I was afraid of Batman. <laughs> you know they they should have asked me you know to be in Batman. I could have played. Batman's father I could have came as a bat and flown in and <laughs> poof there I was sitting in a chair and I could have given him wisdom of being Batman and then you know poofed out as a bat and flew away you know kind of thing you know we're like man this guy's crazy <laughs> he's, he seems he's to eccentric be, he seems to be the kind of guy he never took anything serious no no you know that was I think the the best part I mean it just sucks it's like things the world's a little darker today. Yeah. Justice did not win. <laughs> but uh, I guess, you know, you'll hear our, our vague send-off for him because yeah. <laughs> we do go all over the place in typical geekster style. Right. Um, so sit back and relax and enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. And as always is the lovely Stacy. Hi. How are you? Fine. <laughs> I live with you. I know. I'm just... I'm just just seeing how you doing. That's all. Good. Thanks. So polite of you to ask. Well, hey. welcome to the show, everybody. If I ain't nothing, I'm a gentleman. 
So, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was uh, it was somewhat eventful. I mean, I uh, I finished Injustice Two uh, this week. Yeah, so uh, I have a few comments about that, uh, but I'll talk about that I think later in the show. Okay, you know, kind of thing. And I did see a movie this weekend. Okay, and we'll see where my movie hit in the top five movies. Okay, uh, I also saw a movie. You did, yeah. So we'll see where it hits in the top five. See who top ten or top who, five. See whose movie was the top. Uh, see who landed on top this week. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, anything else like that? Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I don't lead an exciting life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we did see a movie Thursday. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We saw Triple X Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Boy, did we ever. Yes. Holy mackerel. Now, Going on based, what I think what we know about this movie, we knew it was going to be horrible. I, okay, I'm going to say I didn't think it was going to be horrible. I didn't think it would be. I thought it would be laughable. Yes. Okay? Like, completely entertaining. Yes. I never really go into going, oh, this will be a big piece of shit. I can't wait. Sometimes I am, and this was one of those movies. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, when I came walking in, saw your stack of movies that you got, I'm like, you know what? I think we're going to watch Triple X. That's right. <laughs> the return of Xander Cage. Ooh, would you care to start? Um, You know what? It, it was it was an entertaining movie. I, we laughed, I think, more than we did with Transformers uh, 2 or 3. Um, <laughs> 3. 4. Well, 3, yeah, because we were in the theater for that yes. one. 4, we kind of sat dumbfounded in shock, but we laughed. <laughs> yes. Um, the physics... Unrealistic. So <laughs> unrealistic. These people should have died 20 minutes into the movie. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, yes. Yeah. I would say the uh, uh, Donnie Wu, Donnie Yen, or I think it's Donnie Wu. Um, yeah. Him running from one building to another building, dropping about, I don't know, 300 feet. Yes. Through a plate to through a glass ceiling, and it looked thick glass. It wasn't like a like a thin layer of glass they'd yeah. have to show because you know, you know there has to be an amount of thickness for that to be a overhanging piece of glass, right? For rain, for snow, no, right. for anything, hurricanes, like that. anything like that, anything, right? And he proceeds to go through it, lands flawlessly, yes, and starts kicking ass, yes. There was even like a you know like a what do you call it um. Peter Griffin, oh, he holds his knee. Ah. Ooh. Oh, you know, <laughs> it was nothing like that. Just him just kicking ass and taking knees. Yes. Uh, okay. And I just thought that to me was like he should have been shredded to ribbons as he landed into the into this room of people. And you're like, really? Like, I'm like, all right, all right, I'll let that one go. Donnie Yen. They, they could have used cheap glass. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. It was a government building. They could yeah, cut, cut, cut some know. spending, right. some corners, get the lowest guy. And the guy's like, we don't need to make it three inches thick. We only need to make it an inch thick. Who's going to jump through a window? Yes. It's it's California, so it's not like it's going to snow. Right. So we can get away with it. Yes. <laughs> but then you see Xander Cage himself and Diesel. Do an impossible stunt. <laughs> He's on top of a and like a wire tower. I'm mean, sure everybody's seen these towers in their in their state somewhere, and they're the huge power wires that go through. Apparently, this was like I guess a cable station. 
Yeah, like yeah. It was a, a transponder for cable satellite TV. So he clips a box from it. And, of course, there's a bunch of armed guards, which I'm thinking, I think that's a little bit much for a cable station to have guys <laughs> with M16s to call him down, you know, all armed, ready to shoot him on sight. Well, they really, really, really love their Game of Thrones heads. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> And then he proceeds to jump off this tower, Wearing which is four stories high, going th- over a mountain side. Well, because well, you know what you never see in movies, Ed? I'm going I'm to be the pitch guy. You know what you never see, Ed? What? A guy on skis going down a mountain with no snow. <laughs> see, that... <laughs> That was the that was the second thing. Well, that was the third thing. The second thing he lands because he puts these skis on. I don't know where he gets his skis. You see him climb up the tower. It was like clips this box, puts him in his backpack that he's wearing. You know, does so that's like all feasible to me. Like that was totally believable. He turns around and snaps on these skis, and I'm like, "What the fuck? The skis come from?" I'm saying he probably set it up earlier. Okay. Fine, maybe, maybe he set him up, you and know, then, he, then that's when we got him. He got him after he set the skis, and then he climbed up a little higher to clip the box. Oh, no, no. I thought like he went like there a day or two before, which poses my question. If you got up there to put the skis up there, why did you take, take the transponder since you're already there? Fair, right. Right. Why did you have to set it up I'm, I'm for a, the skis? See, now I'm assuming the other way. I'm assuming <laughs> he might have carried the skis up with him. He got to a certain, like, this is where my feet are going to be. I'm going to plop the skis right here. Okay. Then Klinuchi climb. That's when the camera's going to come in. And show me doing my stud. Uh, okay. So he clips the skis on like he's going to ski. He jumps off this four-story tower. Uh-huh. Goes over a cliff. Because it's like, okay, he's going to land on the ground. He's going to break both his legs. But he goes <laughs> over a cliff down this ravine, which is another, what, five stories? Positive. So he drops nine stories. Nine stories. Kids, jump off a nine-story building. <laughs> hey, don't say that. Today on the news. Well, no, no, no. I have, I have a theory on this. Because okay. if you tell them not to do it, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to do it. That's right. Uh, okay. Say, yeah. <laughs> so, because if you do it, you'll physically get hurt, kids. I'm just telling you right now. So he lands on this rock. Not just grass or, or, or marsh or mud or something like that. A rock. He literally lands in the middle of a forest. Yes. And he starts skiing away down this forest. And... <laughs> And then, of course, all of a sudden, there was motorcycles. Uh, motorcycles <laughs> Guys and cars. On bikes. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like the moon of Endor and the, and the uh, speed yes. of my chase <laughs> from Return of the Jedi. That's what it looked like. <laughs> the low-budget version. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets away from these people doing all these funky tricks going between a tree that has two like a split branch kind of thing it goes between the two i'm like oh that's so classic that's, uh, yeah, that's classic xander cage <laughs> and he lands on some kind of grating thing or some kind of metal thing which is a, a roof or something he takes the skis off and there's a group of people they all know him by the yeah, way he seems to be local hero Lo- xander cage right and they're all high-fiving they gave him a skateboard which had the triple x logo on yes I'm like, for a super secret organization, they sure do brand a lot of shit. Yes. I'm just, you know, just throwing it out there. You don't see James Bond walking around with 007 on his back. You know? <laughs> now he skates boards through the town of, I don't know, somewhere in South America. I don't know exactly where. I don't remember. I don't care. And the whole time he's got a, a, a timer. Yes. You know, timer. Like to he, keeps looking at, he keeps looking at his phone like a 20-something, even though he's like in his 50s. <laughs> like his 20-something. Like, oh, 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 we've got 12 oh. minutes. You know? 
he's he's skateboarding through, and of course now there's cars. I'm like, how do they find this guy? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, does he have a GPS on him that they know where he is at the whole time? If he didn't have triple X on his skateboard, he might have gotten away with it. <laughs> so he skate, and then he does this this impossible stunt. He jumps up off his skate on a skateboard and slides on side of the side of a bus. Remember that? Right, yeah, he kind of does like, like an ollie. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, the force of him doing that, he would have shot off like a bullet and landed into trees and died. Like that's what happened, though. or at least severely injured. Like every bone in his body would have been broken. But no, no, he makes it. Makes it, kids. He makes it, and he continues on, and he comes to some area with all these guys with guns to hook up this box so they can watch. A football match. Football being soccer for the people in the States. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like the local hero. And of course, the kid, there's one good looking girl. <laughs> right, of like course. The, 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 all of a sudden, now there's one good looking girl there. And she goes, Oh, you could have paid for everybody's cable. And of course, he has this snappy comeback. Well, the millionaires would still get the money in the pocket. Yeah. Oh. This is justice. Xander Cage, social justice warrior, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I got nothing. And it went downhill from there. Like it was. It (laughs) like okay. I'm watching it, and I'm going. Okay, you know what? I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Yeah. I'm just glad I didn't walk in. Go here's my 15 bucks. Entertain me. Now I was excited to see Ruby Rose. You know. Yeah. She plays a a sniper. Yeah. You know the the characters around him were kind of interest, kind of interesting. Yeah. The uh, Asian Justin Bieber kid who was the disc jock, the DJ. Yeah. I, I thought he wasn't needed. But the whole thing's predicated on this this band of thieves who stole this thing called Pandora's Box. Right. And it was supposed to bring down, you could pick and choose satellites and have them crash to the ground as of, like, guided missiles. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, Samuel Jackson's in it and he gets killed by a satellite. So it was like, Samuel Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. So that spurns. Um, oh, I got the scene right here. I forget her name already. Um, Ruby, Ruby, not Ruby. Rose. No, not Ruby uh, Rose. I'm thinking, uh, oh my God, where the hell is she? Wow, she's not even that far on the, she's that far down on the list? <laughs> like, see full cast. Oh my God, she's not even there. She decided to take her name. Tony Collette. Those of you who might remember her, she was the mom from Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, she plays the head of the CIA or head of some division that, you know, is like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, who is August Gibbons. Yeah. He we need we need to reinstate the triple X program because that's what he would have wanted to find it. And that's when, you know, Donnie Yen comes in, breaks through the window, steals it and runs off. So she finds Xander Cage and kind of like talks him into coming back, coming back to because that's what Gibbons would have wanted because we need you find the box, take down the team, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to use your team. I'm going to use my team. You know, yeah. I got a real problem with, you know, authority figures. You know, I don't know why I'm sounding like, you know, something else is the It's It's like the It's not. I mean, let me put it. Groot had more range. I think, you know what, to think about that, I think, Xander Cage had less lines than Groot did in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably. Because, like, he didn't want... He wanted his own band of misfits, which came with uh, the guy who plays... Um, uh, oh, shit. I, well, the Asian Justin Bieber-looking kid. Yeah. 
Ruby uh, Ruby Rose, um, the guy who plays in Game of Thrones. Oh, jeez, I I, call, I knew what his name was that day we watched it. Yeah. Um, it's I'll look at her. She might remember the one with the burn on his face. Oh, the dog, the hound. The hound. Yeah, he plays the hound. He's in it. He plays this wacky character who you know he lives for crashes. Yeah. You know, and it's like. All right, you know, okay. So they go and try to find, and of course, here's a little twist that, oh no, here's this twist, and here's that twist, and just when you think that, you know, the group of bad guys that stole the box uh-huh. were other Triple X members. Yes, that so was like, yes. like now they're fighting their own is basically what it comes down right. to. And I'm like, I, you know, I kind of saw that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, so it, was, right. it was a little bit of a surprise, but I'm like. I'm not real that surprised. The moment Johnny uh, Donnie Wien walked through the window, I was like, he's triple X. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Even though Xander Cage is the only one has got the triple X tattooed on the back of his neck. <laughs> like, again, branding. <laughs> I got to protect my logo. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it goes through this series of music video with no words, shitty dialogue, beautiful women. Yes. Back to more music. In a span of like 10, 15 minute bursts. Bursts, right. Because it's like, oh, plot, 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 music video, action. <laughs> plot, 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 music, music video, video, action. action. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, it must have been 10 minutes of time for a music video. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like here we are on this island full of misfits who are owned by the triple X, the bad triple X team. And it's packed with people. <laughs> And they're having, like, a club going on. Yeah, and- but you know what? They weren't really the bad people because they wanted to get rid of the box. Like, some of them wanted to get rid of that box. They right. wanted to destroy it. That's why they got it. They wanted to get it out of the government's hands and destroy it. Of course, Donnie Yen's character was kind of like, we're going to do something else with this. Right? right. So I don't know what he wanted to do. I think he wanted to sell it to the highest bidder. I think, like, he was actually turning, like, on, yeah. as a bad guy. Yeah. But then he turned back. Yes. Yeah, because... You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type thing. Yeah. So, like, the whole end of the movie takes place in the beautiful locale of Detroit. (laughs) 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 Like, here we are in the Dominican Republic. Here we are on this fancy island. Beautiful, beautiful islands. Beautiful scenery. Let's let's wrap this up in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) We ran out of money. Where can we go? Detroit's really cheap. Let's go there. They'll let us do it for free. <laughs> yes. Just make the city look pretty. As long as, as long as we can beautify it for we're done. We'll put a couple flowers in. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Know, we'll, we'll leave the sets where they are. People can move in. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Oh, and then and then I was waiting. My favorite moment of the entire movie comes at the end. I'm spoiling this. I don't care. Is just Wait, 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 wait. It's not a spoil anymore. All right. It's out on DVD. It's been out. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I apologize. Our heroes are our backs up against the wall. There is this military because now the government <laughs> wants to take out the triple X team, right? How many guys were there? There was like it was like the two five cars, armies. Two cars pulls up with maybe ten people tops. I'm and I'm pushing ten. It might have been eight. Of the people that come to kill these guys. And then all of a sudden it became this huge battle and they were killing people. Personally after Pelshin, I'm starting to counting. I'm like, is there up to thirty people already? I'm like, where did they like where did they go? I was the and best line note at Joe night, night was that going, they're just the locals. They were coming in. They heard gunshots and felt felt upset. <laughs> they just wanted to join a party. <laughs> they were they were like, Hey, somebody shoot, let's go. So before Xander Cage, you know, goes off, he hands 
the hot chick the phone and says, look, if you have any problems, if you have any problems, dial nine. Translated to, I am Groot, I am Groot. I'm I Groot. Am Groot. <laughs> you know? And she's like, you know, press nine, because Triple X takes care of their own. Yes. You know? And then he runs off, and he's doing his thing while the team is being gunned, you know, almost gunned down by bad guys. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, explosions. And all of a sudden, you hear an Ice Cube song. Yes. And there's Ice Cube shooting the place up. With a rocket, <laughs> grenade, grenade launcher. launcher. Because, you know, he was in the second movie. <laughs> you know? Um, so you, you kind of was like, where is he? He's my, he was, I like that movie more than I like the first Triple X. Really? I thought the first one was better. I liked the I, for a second one. Me had more of a plot. <laughs> I think, you know? And I'd rather watch Ice Cube do action than Vin Diesel do action. I don't know. It's personal choice. <laughs> yeah, right. So he comes in. He starts shooting out the place. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Ice, Ice Cube. Because he's literally there for like 10 minutes. Maybe not even that. <laughs> right, where's my check? Yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm looking for my check. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on for a second. Triple X takes care of its own. Now got my check. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all accumulates into this big gunfight battle on an airplane. On a huge airplane. <laughs> that decides to crash. And I saw the flag coming a mile away. There's this big fight, and it's too late. The, the The satellite's on its way down to the area where the Triple X members are. So Xander Cage has this great idea to fly the plane into the satellite mm. and then jump off the plane and parasail down the entire thing. Right? So, Stacey's <laughs> just shaking her head. And, and Because I, I said that, I... The, the satellite's coming down, and it's like, it's too late. They're communicating with Xander. And I'm like, he's going to fucking turn the plane around and run into the satellite. And Sean's like, no. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. he is. Sure enough. He spins it around, <laughs> and he's like, make sure so-and-so's got a camera on, because this is going to be epic. And he smashes. He gets the plane going, and he times it right, because he actually lets go of the thing, because he's got to run. Yeah. So he has... I mean, he's really must be really good in math because he knew how fast the plane was going to go and how fast the satellite was going to go to be able to go make the adjustments. Now let me run out the back. Yeah. And then jumps and skydives without a parachute. La, 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 la. There's a big explosion behind him, which pushes him forward a little bit more. And there he is. You're like, how is Andrew Cage going to get out of this one? Tune in next time. No. <laughs> and he grabs onto something that also fell out of the plane. It was a cargo, a, a crate of cargo. Which the military do. They drop it and they have parachutes right. and the parachutes deploy after so much time and then it safely lands on the yeah, ground. He's like in mid skydive grabbing onto this stuff. Yes. yes. And, and and gravity is taking hold too because the parachute really isn't fully open. So he's got to work open the parachute. As, as he's falling from the sky. As, as it's falling from the sky. So he gets that just in enough time for the thing to go poof, open up like 10 seconds before it hits the ground. So in a big smoke like dust you saw cloud. you saw the crate hit and explode literally explode pieces went everywhere you're like if he fucking walks out of that cloud <laughs> i'm gonna be fucking pissed and here he comes walking out of that cloud motherfucker i am groot you know <laughs> and you're like uh and he's like was that camera running and the asian justin bieber kid's like yeah i got it you know like and then all of a sudden out of nowhere here comes ice cube he must have forgotten they left out of left off a zero on his paycheck. So he comes riding back in in the triple X purple car that the GTO, the, the original, GTO, original GTO that was there, originally yeah. in Fast and Furious that he carried over onto Triple X, yeah. just except now it's convertible. You know? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, it's my car. And you know, the two of them have this moment. He's like, 
Ice Cube's like, well, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to work with the legend Xander Cage and, you know, pound it out and then end the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was, it was, oh, it was an experience. Yes. I mean, I, I enjoyed it only for the fact that it was so bad. Like, not even bad. It was like, if you want a mindless action movie that's got really weak plot, but a lot of good special, like, Donnie Yen should get way more screen time. I know he's huge over in, in, in Asia where he's a big, big, big star. Yeah. But it's about time. Get him some more American roles. Like, he, he was in Rogue One. He was, uh, like, well, as soon as he, he's standing on top of the rooftop, and I know he's going to jump, like, I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me. I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me. As he leaps off the building, I'm like, oh, he's using the Force. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> and it comes in just great. A lot of, he's a amazing martial artist and it's like we really need to put him in more movies yeah like i just like not as a second tier guy like him he he needs to like get a starting role yeah get him get him get him going yeah you know so that was kind of our i was our thursday night movie like you didn't miss much no, <laughs> no, apparently not um our week um for those of you who want to know my knee is actually doing a little better oh, yes yes it's kind of almost i would say 95 percent I don't have to straight. I don't have to stiff leg it upstairs. I can get in and out of my can car. I, can I kick you? No. Oh. Couldn't kick me before. Why would I let you do it now? <laughs> well, does it hurt if I do that? Ow! No. That's <laughs> 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 it. Show's over. <laughs> um, let's see. Hold up. Did we do anything special? We watched Beauty and the Beast on uh, Tuesday. That's right. We saw Beauty and the Beast. All right. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. I. I but she's now she's the the Disney fan. Yeah. And I'm more of a I'm the kind of I why I enjoy Disney movies. I'm a willing to kind of put logic fill in logic gaps. Okay. Um personally, I'm not a big fan of the animated Beauty and the Beast. It's a good movie. I was more impressed with the, you know, like the, you know, the big set piece of Beauty and the Beast. When they're dancing, because mm-hmm. the, the song's "Tale as Old as Time." Tale as Old Time. Well, fine. It's the name of it. All right, the "Tale as Old as Time" because during the first time Disney used computer animation to do that scene. Yes. So I'm always fascinated to look at that and go, "That was the start. That they're right there." Yeah. You know, so like, but outside of that, I'm like, oh, okay, it's 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 another Disney movie, like whatever. It doesn't hold any special place in my heart as it would for her. So I I but I gotta be honest. I kind of like the live action version just a little bit better than the cartoon version. Which does not make her happy at all. Right, because the dead silence. <laughs> right. That dead silence. Speaks volumes. You could, you could hear the cold stare. <laughs> but I enjoyed it thoroughly. So she was waiting for the show to kind of voice her. So go ahead, baby. It's all you. Okay, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. Because I did. Okay. Except I, we never went and seen it in theaters because yeah. I didn't hear anything about it. Right. Like when it came out, the only thing that I heard was it's basically watching the cartoon. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm not missing much. Right. Yeah. Like, I've seen the cartoon a dozen, dozen times. I don't need to like rush out, pay 50 bucks at the movie theater to see this movie. Yeah. So I'm at work Tuesday. Sean sends me a picture. He's got the Blu-ray copy. Of course, yeah. it's a steel book, by the way, which right. I didn't ask for. Because it wasn't for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, he's, but I'm. But he's not the Disney one. Ed. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason why I bought it because it was steel ball, right? I'm sure. I don't well, I got a story about that after her after her talk. Well, after her review. So, 
We get home and I'm like, all right, let's watch it, right? So we watch it. Overall, I really did enjoy it. All right. Um, I think that Emma Watson played a great Belle. Okay. Um, I loved the Beast. I liked the Beast when I seen pictures of the Beast right. before it ever even came out. All right. Um, still loved it. I liked everyone's characters. I thought everybody did a great job. Little bitty bitty teensy weensy minuscule issues that I have with it, and I know I'm gonna sound absolutely ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> all right. But this is it's really the only things that I could pick at with it you know like right. if i had to say something bad about it this is what they would be you know when she's singing the um her opening song where she's walking through the town yeah. right in the animated version there are three girls yeah um that are like kind of bimbos right? right the three girls in the live action version do not look anything like the three girls in the animated version right all right again minuscule complaints ed yeah however there's a part of her song that they hit this super crazy, annoying fucking note in the animated version, and they did it in the live action. And I was like, okay, y'all don't look right, but y'all that y'all sounded right for that little note right there. So I'll let it slide, right? So we're watching it. I didn't have a problem with them with her, them explaining her mom and all of that. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I didn't have a problem with the beginning where they kind of put a little bit more into what happened, what Beast was doing when the old lady came to curse him and all of that. Right. I was like, all right, fine. However, my biggest issue is when he gave her the library. Because in the animated version, he gives her the library as a, as a gift. Yeah. Not to, like, prove that he re- has read more than her. Right. Whereas, like, in the live action... She's taking care of him and, like, nursing him back to health or whatever. And they're falling for each other. And then she mentions, like, a line from Shakespeare or something. And he knows it. And she's like, oh, you know? And he's like, yeah, I know. And they get in, like, this little mini pissing contest of who's read more. Then he gives her the library. I'm like, mm that's wrong. Mm, that's not how it goes. <laughs> nope. No, I had to pause it. And I told someone, I was like, this is all wrong. Why'd they do that? <laughs> so he has this theory. He's like, well, Stacy, it's part of the story. And they had to make it more because it has blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's wrong. <laughs> okay, can I? Let me just, let sure, me, let ahead. me explain what I was trying to tell her. Yeah. I was like, when you're watching an animated version of a, of a movie, yeah. they try to stick to the main beats. They don't want to fill in. It's like, oh, you saved me. Here's a gift. Like, it's, it's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Where in a movie, you kind of have to... You can't just have her fall madly in love with the Beast. He's still a bit of a dick at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? You saved me from the wolves. Thanks for nursing me back to hell. But you know what? I didn't didn't really feel it him being a dick. Him being more more like sassy. Kind of like, oh, well, you think you read? Look at this. Uh Uh-huh. Like, 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 da-da-da. And it's it's that wow factor. And it's like... And he did say in that moment, he's like, well, if you like it, it's yours. Like, just, you know. So he kind of does give it to her. Just not in the way in the cartoon. I'm like, well, it doesn't. It's well, you, know? you also got to look at this too. The fact is, is that the like the difference between like a live action version and the and the, the cartoon version is the cartoon version is built for kids. Yes, plain and simple. Yes, and to have like him being a dick in right. a cartoon, right. Disney's like, nah, we're not doing that. No, you know, we're, we're, we're going to change the beats. In the in, he has yeah. he had a much more level of arrogance in the live action. And I love arrogance in a character. Right. The arrogant characters are always my favorite in movies and TV shows. Whoever's the asshole and the dick and is probably like the worst character on the whole show, that's my favorite every time. So I had no problem with him being like that, but it was weird to see this movie that where they hit every single beat <laughs> like perfectly. They did so good. 
him giving her the library as a Beauty and the Beast fan is a very big part of the movie, Ed. <laughs> so for them to fuck that up, I'm like, why would you? All this other stuff you could have fucked up. When she when she's reading her book and she's like, you won't find out till chapter three or whatever, she's supposed to be sitting on the fountain singing to some fucking lambs. She wasn't doing that. Fine, I'll look past it. But you <laughs> fuck the library? There's me. There's a meme on Facebook that's like, give the bitch a library. Bitches love libraries, right? <laughs> like, how do you... You can't mess that one up, Disney. <laughs> she also had a problem too when they were doing the what is it song? Uh, there must be something more, or whatever. Where it, Sorry. where they're doing like it's the falling in love scene right. in the cartoon where you know there's certain like it's a montage of them hanging out and being nice to each other. Well, it's, right. it's when they're outside in the snow. Yeah, and she has on the red, um, like it's like Christmas overcoat time. Yeah. thing. Yeah. you know. In the cartoon, that comes before the giving of the library scene, mm-hmm. right? Like, they fall in love, and then he realizes that he's got her there as a prisoner, and she loves to read, so he's going to give her this library as, hey, I'm keeping you here as a prisoner, but look at this great library. Bitches love libraries, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you never seen that meme before, Ed? I'm, no. gonna po- I'm just going to start posting it on your phone. <laughs> it's a bitch's library. Bitches love libraries. <laughs> anyway. In the mm-hmm. in the live action, they put him backwards. He gave her the library, and then they fall in love or whatever. Right. Like I said, very very small little complaints. I'll probably watch it again. I don't think that LeFou was as gay as everyone wanted to make him be. I, I was going to say that. Like it didn't. I, I think the main problem was was that there was that guy at the end wearing the dresser put him all in drag. Yeah. And two of the three he's guys like, ah, ran, ah, and ah, the ah, third ah, guy ah. kind of stands. He's like, oh, I feel pretty. Yeah. I think people had a problem with that because I didn't get the impression that LeFou was gay. I didn't either. I got the impression he was just a stalker. I I felt (laughs) like he was, um, like he idolized Gaston. Yeah. Like he was infatuated with him. Not necessarily relationship in love with him, which are two completely different things. Yeah. So I'm watching. I'm like, all right, LeFou turned the gay up. Like, what's this needs to happen? Well, the the thing with that, feel like that at all. When I saw it, when I saw it, I I kind of I was like, I get where they think it's gay, right? But I don't see it. Like I like 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 it's a little bit overdrawn. Mm -hmm. Like I think I think they 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 overdid it a bit. So it's like, all right, you know, I can see where the the, where it could constitute as gay, but it's more of like more of a friendship, like you know, like a real close friend, Mm -hmm. like you know. And we've seen that in a lot of different right. shows and movies. I, I always kind of feel like the people who, who bring attention to those kind of things are looking for those kind of things. Right. It's like you can't just enjoy a movie. Yeah, it was a little creepy for me, but it wasn't like because he might be gay. It was just like, that's a little that's a little too creepy. No, it was, it was wasn't like, like infatuated. Yeah, it him. was it was clingy. And I didn't yeah. care, but I got the point. You know, I think that more people probably would have got offended with the the cross dresser guy at the end and going, "Oh, look at me! Like I'm I so pretty." I think that was like so fast and like so quick, and it wasn't I, like a real character. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just boom, he's in a dress. Oh, mm. I'm pretty. That's it. It was done. Now I'm gonna say, I kind of got a little misty eyed at the she's because you because we had the lights off. Be our guest. Mm-hmm. That that scene. Like she's gonna make Misty and I because it was so beautiful. It was like it, like that's like the only part of the animated movie that I really like to be our guest be, and to see how to see that's nothing but animation on that screen and that time except maybe for her like she's reacting to legitimately probably nothing right or a guy in a green suit going hey this is gonna be this <laughs> and but to see the final result of 
everyone dance, everything dancing and moving around and the colors. I was like, wow, this is really good. Like it kind of, I got pulled out. I don't know if I got pulled out or pulled deeper into the, the animation part mm-hmm. of it. Cause it was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Like, you know, it, it, I completely forgot that Ewan McGregor was Lumiere. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Ian McKellen was the clock. Clogsworth. Because yeah. Clogsworth, because he never changes his voice. Right. You know, um, I didn't know that it was uh, Emma Thompson was the um, the kettle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Mrs. like. Potts. Mrs. Potts. You know, of course, like when she saw the human voice, she's like, oh, it's what was, uh, what's the movie you know her from? You, when you saw her. Were, oh, Nanny McPhee. Yeah, Nanny McPhee. Like she was like, "Oh, it's Nanny McPhee." Like, oh, and I was God, like, it's "Nanny McPhee." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you mean Emma Thompson?" I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I was like, "Wow, it was really, really good." I mean, the movie itself, like, um, they did change like the dad's character a little bit. He wasn't an inventor; he was more of a clockmaker. Yeah, but I was like, cool. "I was like, makes sense." Fine. You know, whatever. Didn't bother me not. So I was like, "That was that was kind of it." You know, right. um, like I said. We did go to the movies. Yes. So you and I do have reviews. So yes. What do you got for us, Ed? Here's the top five movie, kids. Here we go. Number five was the number four movie of last week. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's still in the top five. Made $6.2 million over the weekend and 366.3 overall in the six weeks to release with a $200 million budget. Woo! Yes. Uh, number four was the number three movie of last week, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It made $10.7 million over the weekend and 135.8 overall in the three weeks at least with a $230 million budget. All right. Number three was the number two movie of last week, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. It made $12.3 million over the weekend and 44.5 overall in two weeks release. I have no, gro- uh, no budget for that, so I don't All know right. if it's doing well or I'm not. I'm sure it's probably doing well. Number two was a new release, The Mummy. It made $32.2 million over the weekend. That's its total gross with a $125 million budget. And that's the movie you saw, isn't it? That's the movie I saw. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll, do, talk the, I'll do the number one movie here real quick, and then you'll give the review. Number one was Wonder Woman, still number one. It made $57.1 million over the weekend and 205 overall in the two weeks of release with a $149 million budget. All right. Well, that's good. Good yeah. for Wonder Woman. Yes. Now, you saw it this week. Yes. What did you think? I think you guys were seduced by that theater because <laughs> I don't know what you guys were talking about. No, it was a good movie. I I did enjoy it. I like I had like minuscule little things, you know, kind right, of thing here the and there. One we know, you know, yeah. that I'm like I'm like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, I know history probably more than two of you. I I, I might I, I don't know. I, I I love history. I love especially American history. I, I followed it for for many years. I've, Read more books than I should claim to want to rem- uh, remember or tell people, but anyway. So when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, "How the fuck can you not know this is World War One?" Uh, you know what? <laughs> like, that irritated me more. <laughs> that, that I forgot. I thought it was World War Two. I, you know, it's just again when you say Germany, you, your instinct wants to go to World War Two. I mean, I'm not, like, right? Like I've seen the German helmets, and I'm like. Okay, but the trench lines, like the no man's land, that is all World War One. I. I mean, that thing, the war to end all wars, that was another given. Like there was like so many the biplanes. I mean, the planes alone should have been like the right. big. You're right. I, I, you know, like let me say, I, I don't. When my dad has the History Channel and all the time, so it all kind of blurs into one big giant gunfight yes. with Nazis <laughs> and Germans, and so I, I, my American history or world history in this case is very. 
I didn't pay. I'm I'm not a history guy. I'm yes. more of a I'm more of a futurist. Tell me what's coming out tomorrow, <laughs> not what's coming out. What what happened last, last week? week. All right. You know. Um, go ahead. Go on. So I mean, I I thought it was I th- I thought wasn't the best DC movie I've seen, but it wasn't the worst DC movie I've seen. Right. Oh, would it be the best DC movie you think you've seen? <sighs> Probably uh, Batman, uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, oh, okay. See, I'm thinking. Well, I well, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Dark Knight. Well, it's great. I'm talking like I, when I say it was probably the best as far as its current incarnation of the the, the current incarnation. Then yes, this was the like, best. This this is the best one. Yeah, out like of out of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yes, I'm gonna say she and Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Sorry, I forget that one exists. <laughs> <laughs> out of those four movies, Wonder Woman was the best out of all of them. Okay. Like, like I could, I, I I can agree with that totally. <laughs> Not being a Wonder Woman fan. It bothered me a little bit that the fact that it was World War One that that did like I like I couldn't believe it. I'm like I'm like wow, this kind of does bother me that it wasn't World War One. And I saw it with my wife who really doesn't know Wonder Woman at all. She sees from the seventies TV show, right? You know, Wonder Woman, all the world is waiting. Sorry. And my older brother who saw it, and he was he's not a Wonder Woman fan at all, but he knew about it, and he was like. Yeah, it just kind of bothered me that it was not World War Two, not World War. But I'm like, you know what? I let that go. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's it's you know they they want to f- screw it up for some reason because of the whole Captain America thing. Whatever. I actually do have some knowledge, but you can, I'll go okay. we'll go back to that. But watching it as a whole, like like the action was great. A lot of it was believable. There was a lot of things. But the whole time I'm watching this, it was more of watching these extra characters, these these supporting characters, and it was kind of like. It, it, it made sense, and it was like it was kind of watching, like like it was almost like giving you a message, like you know, like don't screw over people, like kind of like that, <laughs> that, that underlying message. And I'm like, it's a fucking superhero movie, like don't give me a message, you know, like I'm just here to be entertained for two hours. I need my popcorn. Yes, I, I just want to see her punch people, dodge bullets, you know, doing the bracelet thing, the, right. whipping the lasso around. I want to see that. I don't want to see like a message. <laughs> and I did get what you said last week. You were mentioning the fact it was kind of like the original Superman, that 78 Superman, where you were getting an origin story and it was building up to the point where he becomes Superman right. and then does the helps the world. And it was like, yeah, I saw that. Like, that was like, to me, like, that was like, I liked that. I liked the 78 Superman. I liked that, that storyline and how it was done. And I just, it was great. So doing it in Wonder Woman, I thought it was a real nice, you know, paying homage to DC, going back uh, to something. Paying homage to Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, like I said, as a whole, I mean, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hoping there's something better because I'm like, if this is the best you got. <laughs> you got, we'll find out in November with Justice League. <laughs> did you have the trailer for Justice League? Yes, I did. And, yes. And, and how do you feel about it? Still seeing because it's the same one we've been saying. <laughs> oh. <sighs> it's just going to hurt. It's just really going to hurt. It's just, it, it, I mean, I'm like, I'm hoping, but I mean, every time I know she wants to see it just for Aquaman. Mm. I <laughs> I do not want to see it because of Aquaman. Like that's like and that's well, not for the same reason. She it, she doesn't give a shit about Aquaman. She cares more about Jason Momoa. Yes. To see him go, mm. like if the theaters we saw the first time you see him, you just go, mm, look at that. <laughs> but that's a slice me off a piece of that beefcake. No, I don't give a shit about Aquaman. <laughs> it's the actor that's playing Aquaman that I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'll be your moon and stars. <laughs> uh. I mean, I wish Batman would have picked something up and hit him, and he goes. 
You're dressed like a bat. I could take it. I would have just picked something up, like a <laughs> shovel, and slapped him across the head really hard because that was just. Mm, I'd be like, don't you talk to fish? Say anything. <laughs> let him say anything, and it is perfect. It doesn't even matter. But don't let him get on your Batmobile. No, yeah. don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck off the Batmobile. <laughs> don't touch the car. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the right buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's like I oh he's such a he's a gorgeous specimen of a man. But stay off that fucking car, Momoa. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off the car. Nobody gets on the car. Thing. We don't do that. Alfred's got to buff that out, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna smell like fish now. Ugh. Son of a Scales bitch. Oh yuck. <laughs> so I actually now I go back to that World War One thing. Yeah. As a fan of Kevin Smith, I listened to Fat Man on Batman. They had a whole spoiler thing. And the reason why I think that from what they were talking about in, in, on the show was, and it kind of made sense, mm-hmm. not as a, as, as a history person, I really wouldn't know this, so I'm going to throw this out as a thing. Um, World War One was the, really the last time that you got man-to-man fighting, where in World War Two it was more machines, like mm-hmm. had b- better guns, like, these guys had bayonets, so in order to kill somebody, you had to get it. It was considered the no-man's land part. It was considered the most violent time in human history in war. Mm-hmm. War time. So, like, in order it, to them, it made sense to put Wonder Woman in that scene because it's the, of course, you get the, oh, it's no-man's land. I am no man. Ah, like, yeah. I, I saw that in Lord of the Rings. It's been done. Yes. Like, you know, um, so it's, it's kind of like to see. All right. Uh, I almost forgot too. Okay. That, that you brought that up. Okay, thank you for bringing that up because uh, there was there was one scene that fucked the fuck out of me at the end of this movie. And I know it's probably gonna be a spoiler, so I'm spoiling this, kids. I hate to tell you this. There's a scene where towards the end of the movie where they go to a base to stop what's happening. Okay, I'm trying to not spoil it too much. I'm All gonna right. give it a thing. So there's fights going on between individual people. Okay. okay, Wonder Woman's fighting, you know, the German leader, right. you know, kind of thing. And uh, there's some, some skirmishes here and there. Where are all the other guards? I mean, this is a base. Like, like they're, they're still doing something else <laughs> on this base. There's gunshots going off in the distance. When you go, hey, let's go check that out. I completely agree. Because the moment, the, the big fight between Wonder Woman and the German guy was kind of like it's on the base, but yet no one gave a shit about it. Right. Like, there they are throwing each other through this building, and no one went, no one even bothered to look up and go, did you hear something? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's go check that out. Because yeah. it would seem to be like, hey, look, there's a big explosion. There's a, a woman wielding a sword in the shit. You want to check that out? Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? Let's go over it. Like, we, ha- we have guns. She's got a sword. We might have the edge. Yes. Like, <laughs> You're right. Now that I think about it, going, it was kind of very solitary, those two of them. Like, yeah, they were up high, but not super high, where it was, like, out of earshot. Yeah. Like, you, you see a guy go through a building. Like, <laughs> like uh, hey, Baba. There's there's that? one point, there's a huge explosion. Yes. Huge. Huge. I'm not talking, like, a little poof. <laughs> Boom. This thing is, like, and it lights up the night sky like it's daylight. And nothing. Hey, Steve, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, did what? you fart? Like, oof. <laughs> Dude, you should cut down to his beans. What the hell? Maybe it happened on the other side. Like, <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say like the the third act kind of did start falling apart. Yeah, but I mean overall, yeah, it was a solid story. I'm not saying you know, you know, I'm I'm I was I was satisfied the way they did it. I, I you know, it was I was like okay, 
it all made sense. It was coherent. It was a story that, that just went from one scene to another that, that made sense. You understood what was going on through the whole thing. You didn't have to, you didn't have to blink and miss anything. You kind of could pick up on it. It wasn't that of a, a, a hard plot to really follow. But it was just like, I've seen it before. Right. I mean, you know, it's you at know, this you, point, you and I are so jaded as far as how many movies we've seen. It goes, all right, we know this is this, 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 and right. this is going to happen. As long as, as long as that, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. As long as the journey's kind of cool, it entertains me, I'm happy with it. Um, that being said, though, there was something that really did bother me, and this is going to be a spoiler. She drives a sword through somebody, and you see the sword sticking out from the roof of a building. Yes. With no blood. Yes. Yes. That, I, I mean, it's a, That bothered me as well. It's just a small thing. I understand. Like it's, it's like you kind of blink and you miss it, but it's so glaringly obvious that there's no blood on this sword. I'm like, come on! Because they pulled it out and yeah. it was still clean. Still clean. I was like, oh, it's a PG-13 movie. It's okay to have a little blood in it. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Just a little. Just a little. That's something, you, something. Didn't have to be gory. Just a little blood. That's, That's all. all. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, it'll definitely be bought and put it on my, you know. Yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, my turn. Your turn. I saw The Mummy. Yes. Okay, now, um, Universal's going, I don't know if anybody's been watching the internet lately, but with the release of The Mummy, Universal is trying to build a quote-unquote dark universe, Mm -hmm. meaning that they want to, they have these properties that they own, Dracula, Frankenstein, all the horror movies of the, the classic monster movies. And they're desperately trying to find a way to reinvigorate them into the modern world mm-hmm. or the modern audience mm-hmm. or so. So they came up with this idea called the Dark Universe. Okay. All right. Now, it was supposed to start back with Dracula Untold. Okay. Um, there were Dracula Unbound, whichever one. The one with uh, Luke Evans that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. It was supposed to start there. The movie didn't do so well. So they were like, all right, well, we're going to scrap that. We'll come up with a better idea. Their better idea was, let's get Tom Cruise and let's do The Mummy. All right? Okay. Now, I'm going to say Universal is all in on this Dark Universe thing. Okay. All in, because Dad and I are there, we're watching it, and they have the Universal logo come up, right? And all of a sudden, the screen does this wipe where it now becomes the eclipsed Earth. Okay. Like, you know, it's all dark with the, the, the yellow ring around it, and it says, Dark Universe. Okay. Uh, and I'm like... Oh, they're really going all in on this one. <laughs> like they're taking a big chance. They could, <laughs> like you fall, already, you are, fall out like a house of cards. Like this. you, you, you've put all your eggs in one basket, didn't you? Because you could have at least said this is what our, I, this is what our idea is. But you've spent money on a new logo for this idea, so you better come out swinging. Right. Like this better be a goddamn good movie. Like, I, you know. So I'm like, oh, they're all in. It's like Babe Ruth. He pointed. Yeah. yeah now, but, now he's got to deliver. He's got to swing, and oh he's got boy. to connect. Like, oh boy, I hope, uh, I hope, uh, Rob, I hope Tom Cruise is as, as uh, enjoyable as Robert Downey Jr. Because that's a, that's a big. You're, you're putting a heavy load on a person's shoulders to be able to do this. But it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Now, it wasn't like you. You see Tom Cruise, and you see all the action scenes that they show in the thing. And you're like, oh, okay, it's Mission Impossible with the Mummy. Yeah, not at all like that. Okay, it. I, I, I'll be honest, hundred percent honest. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Okay, it was everything I kind of wanted in a monster movie. It had scares in it. Tom Cruise wasn't the over the top actor like action hero. 
he was actually a pawn in a bigger game. Like he was, he's actually spoiler a dick in this movie. <laughs> like he, his whole sole purpose in this entire movie. So he didn't act. Once. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a thief who goes who's going through Baghdad and he's working with the army. He's going to find artifacts to sell in the black market. Okay. So he's not a likable character, and he's got the guy from New Girl, the the lead guy. He always plays. He was like in uh, Let's Be Cops, the white guy. Yeah. Kind of always plays like the crazy over the top guy. He's his buddy. Mm. And they, you know, they're going, it's not the, this belongs in a museum type people. This is, we need this so we can sell it on the black market because we want to be rich. Yeah. So something happens. They, you know, big hole in the ground. They come across, you know, the. What's that video game series? Uncharted? Yes. A little bit like, it felt a little bit. Tom Cruise could definitely play. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series because he sold it like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally honest. He was kind of like a bit of an arrogant prick who, you know, a lot of comedy between Tom Cruise and the other guy. I wish I could have put his name because I feel bad that I'm like, <laughs> hey, it's this it's guy. This, it's this, it's this guy. Um, hold me back. Where the fuck is the search engine? <laughs> what the? Hey. 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 Oh, there it is. <laughs> Gotta scroll up. Hey, the Mummy, twenty seventeen. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, it is la, 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 la. Uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Jake Johnson. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Uh, he, the two of them are buddies. Yeah, and they come across the hole in the ground, you know. And then there is a woman who works for um, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. You know. She doesn't tell Tom Cruise that she works for Russell Crowe. And she's like, you know, you stole this from me because, you know, he came to my room. We had sex and I woke up the next day and he stole my map. He's like, you know, it was 15 seconds of it. He's like, whoa, whoa, 15 seconds. We had a very nice night. And it just so happens I left the morning. Like Tom Cruise, like I said, it was like a bit of a dick. I was like, okay, it's a little it's a little different than normal Tom Cruise. Right. Um, and he basically is going to be because he awoke in the mummy. Part mm-hmm. he becomes what's going to be her set is the god of death. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna you know he is now cursed to be the new god of death, but the mummy has to kill him in order to do that. But he also she also infects his mind. He becomes like a pawn for her. Mm-hmm. Like every time he sees like he thinks he's running away, he winds up back to her. Like it's it's this really it's gonna be like he's going through. So there was a lot of Tom Cruise running. <laughs> well, a lot of Tom Cruise driving. <laughs> he did run a he did run a lot. He he did he did run a lot. <laughs> Get away from me, gay thoughts. Get away. <laughs> so, so it's it had a lot of scares. It was scarier than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Like I mean, there was a moment where I was like, "Whoa!" Like jump scares, and I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but there were like really good ones. I'm like, "You sons of bitches." I don't jump in movies. I expect these things. I wasn't expecting. There was a lot of like little surprises. I was like, oh, all right, this is where you're going with it. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm a fan of the universal monster movies. Yeah. I've always been like yeah. Dracula creature from the black lagoon, the classics. And I, I really want to see modern retellings or bring them into. I, I want remakes of these. Yeah. And if you're going to put on one big giant universe, fine. I'm always willing to see, Wolfman fight Dracula while they're fighting Frankenstein. I'm in. Yeah. I'm the little kid of me Saturday afternoon with uh with Doc Schlock. Remember him? Yes, Doc Schlock. You know, yes. narrating like he comes in, we're gonna watch Wolfman punch Dracula. Seven year old me is like, I'm in. I'm, I'm you know, like yeah. 
I eat my bowl of cereal, watch Dracula, you know, do his thing with his hands. And, oh, I want to suck your blood. Blah. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> Frankenstein. Arr! You know, I'm all, I'm all in. So going in, I'm like, all right, I really want this to do. I mean, I heard critics didn't like it. It's not being it's not being well received. Yeah. It's not it's kind of bombing in the box office. I mean, it's a number two movie, but they were expecting a better turnout. Like it made what forty million dollars? It made it made uh thirty two. Thirty two. Okay, so I was eight million shy. <laughs> they were projecting like eighty three million. So clearly, <laughs> clearly, it's not doing well. Wow. Now I'm going to be honest. The theater we went to was actually quite packed. I was surprised because like, my dad and I are joking like, oh, no one's going to be seeing this movie. It's fucking the Mummy, like. It's like she didn't want to see it because it's not Brandon Fraser's mummy. And she's also not a Tom Cruise fan. Right. You know, so it was like, all right, there's going to be a bunch of people like her who are not going to be seeing it because Brandon Fraser's my mummy. Tom Cruise, it's going to be Mission Impossible wrapped in ancient Egypt. You know, <laughs> and it really wasn't like that. <laughs> to, me, to me, it was horrible. Saturday, I'm, I'm buying tickets for, for Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. And I go to MSN first and I see the first, fl- first headline that pops up. Wonder Woman's burying the mummy. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. Because word of mouth, you figure... Like, remember last week, we were like, well, we're going to see how well Wonder Woman does in their second week. Yeah. It's good enough, so word of mouth probably got people to go see it a second time. Or finally, people were like, all right, I hear it's good. Let's go see it now. Like, right. It made $100 million. Let's go right. see why this is a $100 million movie. Um, with The Mummy... I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I liked the introduction of um, Dr. Jekyll is Russell Crowe. Spoiler. Okay. So with Dr. Jekyll, you get the inevitable Mr. Hyde. Right. There is a moment with Mr. Hyde. You know, and it's Dr. Jekyll is the head of a... Okay. This is kind of a spoiler, but not really. Because, again, Universal is trying to paint this big universe. Mm-hmm. So the idea is is that evil is a construct where... It's a disease. We should be able to cure it. Right. And that's where Dr. Jekyll comes in because he was studying evil. Mm-hmm. And he tells he basically tells his origin story in the movie without having to see the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's he's very proper, prim and proper, but he changes in the hide. And he's got this, like, mixture. He wears, like a, like, a rubber glove because when he pulls back the rubber glove, that's where he injects himself to stay as Jekyll. And if he doesn't get his injection, he turns in the hide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoiler, that happens later in the movie. <laughs> um, but he says, like, we, I, it's under the, uh, Academy, the Academy of Natural Museum history, where night in the, the third, the final night of the museum was right. in. Which, museum of Natural History. Museum of Natural History. Thank you. She loves this. That's why I didn't count on her. Um, it's under that museum where this secret organization helps bring down monsters mm-hmm. he's like you know welcome to the worlds of gods and monsters you know and it's because they are trying to study evil in all its forms to try to find a way to be able to get rid of it ah. okay so <clears throat> in there's a nice big expansion of like when you're when tom cruise is walking through this hallway he sees the creature of the black lagoon's hand and i'm like i know that one you see dracula's well a vampire's skull you see like a brain in a jar mm. and i'm like Oh, there's because we Frankenstein. Like the little monster movie kid in me is going, I know all those people. This is awesome. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in. I'm I want to see the expansion. And I the ending, I didn't see coming. Okay. I thought was like, oh, okay. 
So, like, is he, like, I don't know, because I know they're doing The Invisible Man and Johnny Depp's in it. You know, like Johnny Depp. Or is he? I know that I saw an article where they got the, you know, they're, 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 they're thinking about doing The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The okay. Invisible Man, um, Creature of the Black Lagoon, um, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I have all those in a box set on my Blu-ray wall. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, Dracula. They want to redo Dracula. I'm like, okay, like, when are you going to do? Are you going to be Dracula the modern time or the past? Like, I'm, I'm invested because I really want to see this world because mm-hmm. I loved this world as a kid. So as an adult, I'm like, oh, this, this, this with modern technology and modern special effects, the movie looked great. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was nice to see Tom Cruise more of a human action hero mm. than a Mission Impossible action hero where he can do no wrong. Mm. He did a lot of shit wrong in this movie. And it was refreshing. There was also a little touch of um, Werewolf, American Werewolf in London. Really? Yeah, there was a real real touch because there's um, his buddy and him have this weird relationship that's very um, American, his, American Werewolf in London without going into, without spoiling anything. Mm. It's great. And I'm like, the moment I saw that, I was like, Oh, I know what you guys are doing with that one. All right. You know, it was it was really enjoyable. Like, it's definitely a movie that I would see again. Okay. It's a movie I would put on the shelf, mm. you know, like, and be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, like, my fingers are crossed that they're going, okay, $32 million. <sighs> I hope it doesn't kill the franchise. Mm. I, I think that, I think that you put all your money into that fucking logo, mm. you got to deliver a sequel of, of some type. Because it did leave for... It did leave for Tom Cruise to make appearances in the universe, but not necessarily as Tom Cruise, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, like, not like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise. I'm here to rescue you. Hey, yes. Watch me run really, really fast. Eh. <laughs> but more like Tom Cruise as like, uh, I, like, I have no idea what kind of role he could possibly play in the bigger picture. I'll tell you when we get off air because yeah. I know you, like, you get this puzzle. Like, I got to know. I'll tell you guys if I don't want to tell the audience. I <laughs> no, see the thing. I have this problem. <laughs> All right, what? It has nothing to do with the movie. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good or not. I have to watch you talk, like, uh, like, because right. it's like sometimes when I look away, you get kind of like, why is he not looking at me? Well, I, so I'm I have to stare you. at you. Yeah, yeah. Like you think I'm not paying attention, and sometimes yeah. I don't. I'll, I'll admit it. So I'm staring at you, but the whole time I'm looking at your head. Right. And I'm I don't sweating. see you, you're sweating, but I don't see your eyebrows. I'm like, <laughs> did he pull a Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> No, they're there. They're just blonde. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I mean, cause he's going on and on. And I'm entirely listening to every word you said. I got every word of it. But the whole time I'm looking at that forehead and your your eye, your because your head, you have a lot of you have a lot of I'm very facial animated, expression. Yes. Very animated person. We should videotape this sometimes. Cause the way he talks, like his his face is going. I'm like, I don't see eyebrows. <laughs> Happens sometimes. No, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let the girlfriend speak. 
<laughs> He'll try to do like these cute little facial expressions to me sometimes uh, that are really kind of cheesy and most of the time creep me out. <laughs> the reason why they creep me out is because he does this like eyebrow move at me to like try to be cute or sexy sometimes. But he does, you can't see his eyebrows. So it, it doesn't come off as like, ooh, that was cute. It comes off like, oh, he doesn't have eyebrows. So that's kind of creepy. <laughs> That's what I'm like staring at him. I'm like, and, he just, and it's like, I'm not looking down, thank God. I'm like, <laughs> but okay, for the audience, I do have them, but they're very light. No, I, I mean, color, I do yeah. see them now. Like, I, yeah. I, I, a couple of times I kind of did see it, but after a while, they just disappear. <laughs> the, 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 the appearing, disappearing eyebrows. <laughs> uh. All right, well, there you have it, folks. That was my review of The Mummy. I give it a thumbs up. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. it sounds awesome. I, I'd like to see it, but I will probably go to theaters to see it. I'll, when when I get it on Blu-ray, I'll bring it over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, before we go on break. Yes. I don't know if you want to do this now. I'm okay, guys so we're doing it now. I'm just bringing it up. Um, Adam West. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. I mean, we, we got the funny out of the way. Yeah. Well, actually, I got a funny for you for Adam West. A funny for me for Adam West. Well, not for you, but for <laughs> not fans. For us. Okay. Well, technically, it's for you because apparently this is our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this is just for us. You're just listening in, folks. Uh, actually, Sipon sent this to me because we're we're both huge. Well, all of us are, but Sipon and I saw Adam West many years ago. He was at a horror convention, and it was a big surprise. It was one of the first times. Adam West is appearing anywhere in our area. So we went and saw him because we were like, we got to meet this man. We've watched his show over and over again for uh-huh. many years. So we wanted to see him. And I said, what a fucking ass he was. <laughs> he was an arrogant prick. He's the nicest guy, though. When you talk, when he talked to you, he was the nicest guy. But when he spoke about something, it was like the, the, you, you just like, he is so like Batman. It's not even funny. Like, like, I think he really, like, to this day. But Dave Sipon sent me something today that I thought was pretty funny I wanted to share with you. Apparently, Adam West played a prank in phone books many, a couple of years ago in 2014. <laughs> All right. A guy, a guy that was writing an article realized that he was living in, um, in Sun Valley, Idaho. And, right. Uh, he, he, so he was wondering where, like, if he could f- contact him. So he wanted to look in his local phone book. So he did. And he saw under the bees there was a Batman. And if you scroll, go to, you know, because usually you see, like, the, the name and it has the phone number. If you scroll over, it says, see Adam West. So now he scrolls, he goes to Adam West. So it actually says, see Bruce Wayne Millionaire. <laughs> right? So then he goes to Bruce Wayne Millionaire. And it says, consult crime fighters in your local, local, local yellow pages. <laughs> so the guy goes, okay, I guess that was it. But he goes to the yellow pages to see. That's what I'd have done. And apparently, it says under it's not under crime fighters. Uh-huh. It says Batman. See the white pages. <laughs> so he goes back to the white pages. Looks up Batman. <laughs> so he goes back to Batman, which basically goes it's a back. Loop. It's a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess people wouldn't call him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I thought that was a fun thing. But yes, unfortunately, he did pass this week, and uh, it was that was very. I mean, it was just as bad as like some of the other big guys that like Robin Williams passing away to me. Like it was just like you know he was especially now he was coming back. Well, not coming back. He's been back on uh, being Bam. Family Guy, being the mayor of you know, and just being wacky and on 
when when he when I did the question and answer with him, so you know, sitting in the audience with him, he mentioned that like he was very proud to be Mayor Adam West in you know bringing his career back and all. And we saw the documentary about getting his star right. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it was just kind of heartbreaking to watch that, like to watch that whole uh, yeah, like to be on top of the world as Batman. But then back in those days, when you get typecast as something, you're burdened by that responsibility. Like you can't get another job because it's like, oh, we're gonna hire Batman. Come on and move along, go to the next guy. So so much of his career was killed because he was an icon, right? I mean, now we consider him icon. Back then, he was an um, like a movie star, right? I mean, there was like like a lot of conventions he could go to and like do the convention circuit at least and see him there. You know, come see you know, yeah, come TV, see Batman. TV's Batman. You know, and you'd go and get a your picture with him or, or get his autograph at least. But I mean, like I said, when he when you talked to him, he was a very nice guy. But like the the first time we saw him, he was selling a DVD, which was you know it was called uh, Adam West talks about Batman, and at that time. Batman wasn't released on Blu-ray or DVD. Right. You no, couldn't. You, you yeah. had to bootleg them to get them, or just watch them on TV if they ever came on uh, a, a, a station or whatever. It's the only way you got to see Batman these shows because of all the star celebrities they had. They their their um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Their, yeah, sign the rights. The sign rights over, but it was basically because they're, they're all passed away. They had to get their uh, um, estates involved right. to to do that sign off. So whoever's in charge of the estate was basically had to get permission, get permission to to do this. So finally, they did do it. So now you can see all the great shows that show in great uh, blue, you know, glorious Blu-ray and in regular DVD as well. But he was he was something was called Inside Batman and or no Batman Naked was called the title of it, okay. and it was basically him going to like he was explaining it, like he'll go to his basement. And he'll show a scene of it, just like a little scene that he was allowed to show, like a little couple minutes of the scene. And he would talk about it. And that's the thing. Or he would go to his attic. He was playing like he was right. at home and his his wife was chasing him out of somewhere. And he was, you know, so he was like showing different things and he was talking about it. So it was kind of like his way of making money, basically, right. at the time, you know. But because he was still kind of making money on America Dad. But America Dad's not going to pay. I mean, uh, you mean uh, Family Guy? Family, sorry, Family Guy. <laughs> same, same creator. but Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> Top. No, I'm just making it. Like, I guarantee you, there's a nerd going out there going, "It was Family Guy." Yes, <laughs> uh, but you know, like I'm sure that's not paying a lot of bills for him. You know, in terms of you know, and they, but just, to, just I mean, if if you really want to see his life, go find the the documentary on the Walk of Fame. It really shows his history. And there was one other thing that I always like thing because I'm such a James Bond fan. Uh, I like to watch all the extras as much as, as Sean does on, on DVDs. That's why we like to buy DVDs and just instead of doing a digital download from it from a you know on a station or whatever. There was a documentary on one of the James Bond DVDs that actually Adam West could have been the next James Bond. Yeah. It was before Roger Moore came on board. They were looking for a new one, and they actually approached uh, Adam West for doing it. And he was considering it for a little bit, but then he goes, no, I think it should be a British guy. I mean, it's always been a British agent, and it should stay that way. So he relinquished the part, but he couldn't really get out of his contract to do it anyway because he was, I think it was Universal or, or uh, somewhere I forget where where he was uh, stuck at the time and uh, he couldn't get out of it. So he ended up uh, or Warner Brothers, I think it was, and he couldn't get out of the contract, so he right. couldn't, couldn't do it. But uh, he said he, he turned it down anyway because he felt yeah, should have been British, should be British guy. Um, I'm, I'm looking for the what do you call it the documentary because I remember it was uh, I can't find it because I'm probably not looking under. Well, it was the the guy who was running it was um, shit. I can't think of his name now. He does the uh, 
with with Kevin Smith, uh, Ralph Garman. Ralph Garman, yes. Yeah, he he was really into he was he because Adam West recently just got I would say two years ago maybe his star on the Walk of Fame, Fame yeah. And those things aren't just given away. You actually have to pay for it. Mm. And that's the thing that people don't know. Like when you walk down that Hollywood Walk of Fame, someone bought that star. Yeah. Like now I know Russell, um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn got their stars on Walk of Fame not too long ago. Yeah. And usually, because someone buys it, it's, it's like twenty five grand, twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, you know, to get that star on the Walk of Fame, but it's supposed to be put in as a donation or something. I forget how it works. Well, it, basically, there's a committee that actually, you know, I mean, it's not right. like you can buy it either. Right. There's a there's a selection committee that has to select you as the star to be put on the Walk of Fame and for the year. And that's the thing. Like it was, it was going on for years before this documentary was made that he was trying to get it done, but he was also trying to raise the money to get it done. Because it's like the stars can pay for it themselves. They can go, well, here's my 25 grand. You know, to, to most, some stars, it's a drop a bucket if they're, you know, highly successful, like Kurt Russell is. Right. I mean, and then he may, you know. Right. Kurt Russell's a, a, a famous actor. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, like, he's, his face is well known. Yes. Adam West's face is known under a cow. Right. You know, and the, the documentary I, fall, I saw, it's called Starring Adam West. Yes. Because it's about the getting his star on the Walk of Fame. And how hard Ralph Garman and his family. Like they were trying to get him a walk a star on the Walk of Fame for years, and the committee just said no, no, no. And finally, Ralph Garman was when Ralph Garman started doing it, got in touch with the family, and they were trying to do it. So they got together and really pushed hard, and finally they won the rights to the committee. Said, okay, we'll get him. We'll get him a star because they've proven his. In order to, I think, get a star on the Walk of Fame, you have to excel in something and make some sort of an impact in the world uh, of some sort. Mm. It's some snooty reason. Yeah. You know, it's like, like Kurt Russell, as great as an actor he is, I don't think he changed the world. You know, as... he did a tag with cash. <laughs> hey, 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 I <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> I didn't say it was a bad movie. I just said he changed the world of tag with cash. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so to see that documentary, to see, like, like you said, his whole life in, in, hour and a half two hour movie yeah. documentary it, you do feel for the guy and it's like wow and to see him kind of go down that that path of like this is the problem of of i don't think it happens anymore now but back in the 60s 70s and 80s when you got stuck in a in a oh, no it's it still happens you think oh yeah because we were in another convention and uh the the the, the vengeance demon from buffy the vampire so if i can't think of her name Oh, okay. Um, she playing Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her. She, we went to her question uh, Q and A, and she was talking about it. And she was always like, she, she did, apparently did one horror film, and it wasn't what she it was wanted. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. And she was. She goes. The way they told me the story was completely different. The way they edited it, it was. It was totally different than what they promised. And she. No, I don't think it was Trick or Treat. It was another movie that people were fans of that actually knew the movie. It was like a low budget movie, apparently. It could be Trick or Treat. I don't know. It didn't sound Trick or Treat to me. It sounded like another movie, another title. But when she was talking about it, she says, you know, it's it's just tough anymore to be an actress because she would go to jobs and right away they would know her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that's how they always see her because she goes, generally goes, after a while, you don't really, you don't really, um, uh, audition for these roles you kind of go here i am here's what i did and then based off of that they go yes or no kind of thing and 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 she was uh she she just had like a lot of problems apparently doing the doing the whole thing she was kind of uh 
she said she's just you know she wished she could do more you know because a lot of fans like want to see her more stuff like right of, she was a good actress she's a good actress but uh you know she's just it's just very hard for her to get a good role and a lot of other actresses kind of said the same actors and actresses saying the same thing i mean you know you you see some of these guys that have been fan you know you're fans of and all of a sudden at these conventions and you're going you know it's like why aren't you in more stuff and it's just like Cause right. nobody wants me hey, emma caulfield's her name yes and she was in uh well, she was in What's Upon a Time. She was a blind witch. Mm. She was in the Supergirl TV series not too long ago as Cameron Chase. Um, let's see. Uh, we keep talking. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to remember the name. I couldn't tell you the name. If you, you know, you put it under my head. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to look. Uh... But that was that's the kind of things that you know, like you, that, like that's still going on today. Like a lot of like. If they're not like the A grade celebrity, I could could say the the main star of the show that draws in the people, like the supporting cast. It's like it's tough for them a lot of times because they're like, oh, you were this guy in this movie, you know. And you're like, and because it's like they want to know who you're from, and then all of a sudden you mention where you're from, and then they're now your typecast is that actress or actor, you know, or is that character. As you're saying all of that, all I can think about is Ron Weasley. From Harry Potter, yeah, yeah, that's that's all I can think about. Well, he's now on a he's now on a Crackle show. Uh, There's a Crackle app if you can download it on any device, PlayStation, uh, Roku, whatever. It's called Snatch. It's based off the movie Snatch, and he's he's a character in that uh, series. Okay, so that's what he's doing right now, Ron Weasley. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like she said, though, it's like when you see him, he'll always be Ron Weasley. Like it doesn't seem that there doesn't seem to be big market for ginger head ginger haired actors. Yeah. Because it's like Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Emma Caulfield. Uh, Emma Caulfield. Watson. Emma Watson, because I just saw Emma Caulfield, who the actress was in. She's just in Beauty and the Beast. Guy who plays Ron Weasley. I forget his name. Because <coughs> you know? he's Ron Weasley. Right, because he's Ron Weasley. <laughs> so I, I guess, yeah, you're right. But I mean, to, to swing it back to you know Adam West, it's like, I remember growing up as a kid, too. Yeah. Like, watching it every week, every day. Yeah. It was, I would come home, I would go to my, grandma, my grandparents' house after school, and it was an hour of Batman and an hour of Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, you know, back to back. And it was always, you knew it was a good day with Batman because it was, that whole hour was both episodes. Yeah. Sometimes it was like a finish of one, start of another, and it's like, oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I, and I had the bootleg version of, of the series because, you know, it's yeah. fucking Batman. It, I, I, bought, I bought the bootleg as well. I mean, like when I when I saw it, I was like, I have to have this in my collection. And I'm like, because I, I I said at one point to somebody, we we will probably never see in our lifetime this serial in Blu-ray I, or, or DVD. I said I said it's impossible. And everybody's like, why? Because like all the estates of all the stars, the celebrities that were on that show, there's going to be at least one holdout. There's going to be one asshole that's going to say no or two. And then that's what's going to problem because they can't do it unless they have all of it. Right. You know? That that's like you need the 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 likenesses rights mm. to be able to, you know, because um, like you said, like a lot of those people are dead. So how do you pay royalties now? Because now in a day of like, well, just because you're putting the show on Blu-ray, that now gives my person a reinvigorated, you know, I'm now being seen again. Yeah. I want to get paid for that, or my it used to be my father's role. I. You're taking money out of his mouth, even though he's passed away. But that's my family's money. Yeah, I, I fuck you, pay me. Right, you know. So like you thought, there's just be the sea of red tape of just nothing but like, 
We're never going to see it because, you know. I mean, there's been many There's been many stories that they said it was going to come out, and then all of a sudden, so-and-so's estate right. stopped the whole thing, and production <clears throat> shut down. One of the reasons, um, Bruce Lee's family was having, a, not Bruce Lee, but definitely um, the guy who played the Green Hornet, because there's the Batman-Green Hornet crossover yeah. show. That's why Green Hornet's not on Blu-ray or DVD yet, yeah. because of his family having problems with likenesses rights. They would have been able. They were able to do it for the Batman series, but they haven't been able to do it for the Green Hornet series. Yeah. So it's like that's why I had the Green Hornet as a bootleg. Yes. You know, <clears throat> only because I was a Bruce Lee fan. I loved that show. Mm. You know. So yeah, I just when I saw I, I you know scroll Facebook and I see you, Adam West, Dead at eighty eight. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like it was just like this because like not too long ago, like twenty four hours, forty eight hours, Glenn Headley passed away, and mm. she was in. Dirty Six, Rotten Scoundrel, she was in Dick Tracy. Tracy yeah, 62, like, she passed away. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, like, that sucks. But then to follow it up the next day with Adam West, I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, okay, what, the, the last one wasn't good enough for you? Yeah. Like, you had to take away an icon? Like, I'm not taking away anything from Glenn Hedy in her career because she had a long, lustrious career. People, to this day, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is like their go-to movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Right, and she's <laughs> in it. It's, my favorites. She's in it. She's, what do you call it? Um, Dick Tracy's sidekick in, yeah. in the Dick Tracy movie. I'm like, she's been in so much stuff, and it's like, oh, man, you know what? That sucks. But then the, the gut punch of Adam West, you're like, fuck. And like last night, we were coming home, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I hope he did. I hope he finished that sequel to the animated show. Like, remember uh, he did yeah. the Batman 66, you know, the... That, that animated yeah, feature. Yeah, because they were saying Two Face uh, 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 Shatters. Shatters Two Face. Yeah. I saw on his IMD page that's in post production. So that means he hopefully got in everything. everything he needed to do. But it's still, it's like, okay, well, like, as a fan, I, obviously I'm going to buy it because I love the animated stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's probably his last work. I mean, whatever else he did on Family Guy. Yeah. But it's it's like, okay, well, how, how do you think Family Guy is going to address that? Like, I, mean, Seth, I mean, you know what? I can say that 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 that. Well, Seth did but, post. He's like, you know, Quahog lost its mayor, but I lost a friend. Yeah. Like you know, so you know, it's like, uh, and like I know that this week when I listened to Hollywood Babylon, you know they're going to talk about it because Ralph Garman, Ralph Garman became friends. It was he was he was a, an, a fan just like anybody else as a kid, and then through his connections at the radio station, Adam West had to come in because he's on a radio station over in California. Yeah. They were talking. They became friends. Ralph actually had Adam West come over to his house because he's got a huge Batman 66 collection. Yeah. And it's like, it's even one, he's one of the people on the on the Blu-ray of the special features. Yeah. Like the Ultimate Batman fans. And to see, like, they had, like, a friendship. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm a fan and I'm getting to hang out with the cool guy. They were actually, like, he could call Ralph at any moment. He could call Adam. You know, they could call each other at any moment of the day and have a conversation. It's mm. like... Oh man, like that sucks. Like imagine like having a childhood hero and then being able to meet that hero just just for us, you know, going to a con and meeting a hero and being able to shake their hand and go, you know what, how like thank you for influencing my life. Yeah. But then imagine becoming friends with that person and then hanging out and doing things with that person and really gaining a, a deep bond and yeah. have that go. It's like I, that's soul crushing. It is, it is. You know, it's like, oh like I like when I don't know, like when I posted it on my page and when I came upstairs, she was laying in bed. And I know she didn't know, and I didn't know. Like, she looked on Facebook and her mouth just dropped. Well, I was asleep. Yeah. Um, it was like what, fr- 
Friday it was, night? It was, uh, um, I don't know. I think it was Saturday afternoon. We took a nap. It was, okay, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um, and I was asleep. So I go to sleep. Adam West is still alive. I wake up. I scroll Facebook. Adam West is not alive anymore. And I'm quite a bit younger than you guys. So I didn't, <laughs> per se, grow up on... My grow up is Kevin Conroy for right. the animated yeah. series, right? Right. But being a Batman fan, what I consider myself a real Batman fan, I've watched the 66 series. And while it's like a little campy for me, and I'm like, ooh, I don't, I, this is not my favorite, but I got to appreciate where it started. That's what it is for me. It's the appreciation of what started this love for this character that I have on yeah. a screen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not necessarily in a book, because obviously the comics came way before that, but... Batman, that started it. You know what I mean? Like that, huh? that, the for big, at least, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, he had his serials on, on, on like the 40s. Moved, well, in the 30s and the 40s, yeah, there was two Batman serials that were out. There was a Batman and the Batman and Robin, but, one 39 and 42. Yeah, I think but he it was. wasn't a cultural icon. Until that's what the I mean. 60s, like, yeah. it, that's it, it, it that, solidified it. Well, I'm saying, like, like, like Adam West, what Adam West and they did in the 60s made him a pop icon like that's right. where the, that's where it started yeah. like right. that's the whole idea of where like maybe people don't know never read a, a batman comic mm-hmm. and yeah. you know kind mm-hmm. of thing they know it because they've seen the show they've right. heard about the show you know that kind of thing that's where it started that's and where it kind of solidified the whole fuck thing. even john travolta pays homage to batman 66 and pulp fiction with the batusi with the eyes thing yeah like you know it's like yeah like it's uh kills me no yeah. it stung that's, that's for sure it, did it definitely stung pretty yeah. bad it was like I mean, even mark hamill talked because they met too because he was if you're a fan of the animated series like stacy is he was the gray ghost yes you know the voice it, of the, the right the yeah he ghost was the guy that they got arthur to, trent right to kind of pay homage to the batman 66 by creating this character mm-hmm. who better to have adam west do it yeah it was like it was so like it's it's like oh like Fuck, man, I hate getting older. Because when I get older, so do the people that I admired and look up to who were older than me to start off with, they're going to start dropping. Yeah. And when they do, it starts to sting even more. It's like, come on, couldn't he just hang around for a couple more years? Like, you know, to me, I got to be honest, it's one more step to stand. Thanks. I thought we're not supposed to talk about that. I I, I, I know. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Sorry. I had, I had to throw it out there. I'm a realist. It's 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 going to be. We won't, I probably won't even be able to do a show. Like I, when we talk about that, um, I'm already choking. I'm just thinking about that. Like I, I stop thinking about. I it. will stop thinking about it. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's take a break. Okay, come back and we'll do some more stuff and we'll make some laughs. All right, laughs. Great. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back, folks. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I went I went high squeal. <laughs> All right. So as promised. Uh, Ed's got a bonus article. Yes. So, okay, what's that article? Um, we're going to talk about Papa John's pizza. Pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. o- okay, this is a little weird, right? <laughs> I, it's, I know it's not really nerve-related, but I thought this was funny, so I okay. just wanted to bring it, bring it to, right. to the table. Um, you know, apparently, uh, you got to be careful when you order, apparently, Papa John's pizza. <laughs> careful? Okay. <laughs> Because, like, uh, apparently there's a code word in Washington State that was going on. There was a sting going on in, in King County uh, that that this Papa John's was at in Washington State. And uh, basically, if you had 
uh, ordered extra olives, you wouldn't have gotten something special in your box besides pizza. Oh, are we talking weed? We're talking cocaine. Ooh, is the quicker picker upper. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they they did this. This is this is this is the part that made me laugh the most. They did this thing for six months. Two undercover officers went to Papa John's and ordered extra olives for six months and bought pot. Or, I'm sorry, cocaine. not pot, cocaine from these from for six months for six months. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how long do you need I, to really do this? this like, my question would be like. I would think after the first one. Well, the the reasoning why is because they were looking for the 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 next level up. They weren't okay, looking they, just. They didn't care about the Papa John pusher. They wanted his boss. Yes, the guy who was going the supplier. The supplier. Right. Ah, okay, I got gotcha. you. So you, you throw the small fish back to get the bigger fish. All right. Yeah. So they so eventually when they ran out of coke, basically they hooked them up with the supplier so that way they can get you know oh so the cops did the old look i know you've been supplying me with coke but we need a bigger deal yeah can you hook me up with your with your dealer and they're like sure yes here he is and- yeah because they ran out and they didn't have it and they, you know they really needed it you know kind of thing they kind of played that off and they kept spending a lot of money to do this right. and, you know so that way they knew they were good for it and so they figured let's get our supplier in you know get a big deal make a little bit out of this i guess so they arrested like six people in this uh this thing operation. This thing of operation, yes. And then uh, <laughs> four of them were Papa John employees. But not only did they do that, after they did that, of course they they uh, did a crime scene lab and the the you know crime scene investigation in the Papa Johns, and they found cocaine on the cash register, in the sink, in the bathroom. Oh my god! Like on like on I can just oh my god! I can just imagine. Like they they roll out the dough, so it's probably on the counter. So you could possibly bought a pizza from that Papa John and get a little bit of cocaine yes. without knowing. You just eat. You go, man, this pizza's good. This is great. This is the best Papa John I've ever had. Let's order a couple more. Let's order a couple more. Come on, yeah, come on, come on. Oh, this is bad. Oh my god. Oh, ask if they can put an extra hot pepper in there because oh, I had to really eat these hot peppers. Oh, I love that garlic sauce. <laughs> But I'm like at first I'm like reading it's like took six months. I'm like, what the fuck were they doing for six months? Like they're having a party. (laughs) Well the first couple orders was more of a surprise and they're like, Oh man, we can get in trouble for this. Let's 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 report it. (laughs) It's been three months already. What have you guys been doing with the extra coke? Research. R and D. Well, I make sure it was good. <laughs> I make sure it was legit stuff. It wasn't like you know foot powder is, or something. Is that, like that why the Washington State Police Force is in the hole for a hundred grand for pizza? <laughs> the, the pizza budgets through the roof. Dude, have you tried this piece? It's really, really good. <laughs> it's the best piece ever. Here, try a piece. Oh my god, it's really good. Oh my god, holy crap! We should get more. I think we get like ten. Let's get it for the whole office. So that's the story. Because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing a pepperoni and sliding it through his teeth. <laughs> hey, dude, do you want to meet me in the bathroom? Why? I got pepper- an extra large pepperoni. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I had no choice. I, 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 you're broke? Yeah, why? Pizza, man. It's fucking awesome. It's the best pizza ever. What'd you get? Papa John's. Who knew? <laughs> They really are phenomenal. It's better than Pizza Pizza. <laughs> Their marketing campaign works. 
<laughs> Whenever my football team gets a touchdown, free pizza. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I wonder if that works here. I mean, I don't eat olives, but I was like, yeah, can I get a extra olives? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> like, sure, sir, here's your pizza. Wait, there's legitimately extra onions <laughs> on here. I, 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 extra olives on here, right? Where's the Coke? What are you talking about? I thought it was a thing. Like, over in Washington, they, you know, extra order, extra, quote unquote, extra olives. Get you a little, a little bump. You know, come on, ask for a little bump. That's all. Sorry, this is Papa John's. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, if I lived in Washington, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I'd be through the roof because your pizza's awesome. I'm just just looking for a little something-something. I thought extra olives meant cocaine. Now here, extra olives means extra olives. Like, I don't even like olives. Well, then why'd you order Why'd you order it with olives in the first place, let alone extra olives? Because I thought I was getting coke. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> I'm going back to Little Caesars. <laughs> pizza, pizza, motherfuckers. It's ready in five minutes. I can, I'm in and out. And I can go my weed guy. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting story. I can't wait to see what, what you have bringing in part two. Yeah, well, uh, in part two, folks, since I mentioned it, uh, we'll be doing releases of the week, video games. It will talk about Injustice 2. I will kind of sort of talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, I think. <laughs> yes. I know I did it outside. I know I did it inside. Anyway. You did. And we also get a couple news articles in. That's so right. thanks for listening. If you do want to catch your show live, you can on Sunday nights at around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget, if you like the show, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And if there's anything you want to talk to Ed about, like where to get the really good pizza, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey.